Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Katie Neal, and welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. I got to sit down with Luke Combs recently to talk all about his brand new album, part two of Growing Up, Getting Old, out now. We got to talk all about the amazing songs that are on this record. We got to talk all about his son, Tex. We actually didn't get to talk about baby number two because when we recorded this, that news was not out yet, but I have many follow-up questions for Luke the next time I get to talk to him. But I hope that you enjoy listening to this podcast with Luke talking all about the new album and that you enjoy the new album. Here's my conversation with Luke Combs. How's it going with a push week album release and a baby? It's going. It's going. Are you getting any sleep? It's going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sleeping. Sleep's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's the being awake part that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> right? Sleeping as hard sleep's as you can actually when great. you can. Yeah, the sleep's actually great. How is Tex doing? I feel like nine, ten months now, he's the, like really giggly, squishy yeah, Eight age. months. Yeah, he's eight eight months. months? Okay. Yeah, so he's like... He's not quite crawling yet. He's about to start any day. And that sure. changes everything. Oh, yeah. When he gets mobile, it's going to be something else. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, going, going, gone. On its way. Up the chart right now. What do you remember about the day that you wrote this with James McNair and Ray Fulcher? Uh, I remember being stoked about that riff. I came up with that riff in there, and I was real stoked about it. It sounded really great. Yeah, I remember those guys just being really stoked on that on that riff, too, and we really didn't know you know, what the title was going to be, and you're kind of throwing out some ideas we had that we felt like matched that thing, and I'm pretty sure Going, Going, Gone was my idea. I don't want to say that. I was going to say, sure. how many times has someone asked, and you're like, I honestly can't remember how like I, it that sometimes You write so much. You write, you write a lot, and you can't remember. It's like, was that mine? But I think Going, Going, Gone was my an idea that was in my phone. And But yeah, really just, we had fun, right? And once you have a riff like that, it's exciting, because they don't come around that often, at least for me. Exactly. Um, so it's really fun to write those that have a have a riff because it's kind of unique. That's awesome. And then the album coming out mm-hmm. on March 24th, Getting Old. I feel a little bit silly because I missed the Easter egg or the potential for an Easter egg that this would be a double album. Yeah, yeah. It's And that's the crazy thing. It's like they're all, all the songs on both of those were not recorded, you know, the same day or same week, but in the kind of the same... I don't know, like phase or era, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. like time frame, like mindset or something. But we ended up kind of having these two batches of songs that to me were like really markedly different. And so that didn't really come to light until we were trying to put together this track list for the first one for growing up. And so I really do think they're, I mean, they live, you know, independently of each other. And 
I think they sound very different than For each sure. other as well. So like thematically, I think they're both very different. And I think that was just kind of how it, it ended up happening, you know, and I think that's, you know, I just happened to have that song growing up and getting old. And then I was like, I really felt like that was where my life was at that time. And then I was like, well, man, it's weird that the music's kind of there too. It's like, there's some stuff that, you know, I feel like could have been on my first album that was on growing up. And then there's stuff, most of the stuff on getting old is like, I wouldn't have put out had it not been for this, you know, for being in this mindset or in this stage of my life, you know, definitely. I feel like you always, you really have the pulse, like have your finger on the pulse of what your fans want and you always deliver for them. And there's two songs specifically on this album that I really felt that from one is the Tracy Chapman cover of fast Mm -hmm. car, which you've been covering for years and people have been asking for. So like, what was the catalyst for you to be like, okay, I'm finally going to record my version of this. Yeah, I think it was just, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's fourth album now, you know, so it's kind of like you can kind of start doing some things you haven't done before, you know. And so I've been just, you know, playing that song as long as I've been playing guitar, um, which is not terribly long, but I've been listening to that song ever since I was, I don't know, four or five years old. You There's know? like that song, like it's one of those ones yeah. that stops me no matter where I am. Yeah, right here. Like if you're timeless. in the grocery store and it's place it playing, there's like something about it that just yeah. hits you really deep. It's like a timeless song, yes. you know, and I think, you know, there's, there's also so many people who probably aren't familiar with it now, mm-hmm. days, you know, in 2023 that have never been exposed to that. When I was recording that song, the engineer was like, asked me who I wrote it with. Really? Yeah. And he was my, I mean, he was my age. And That's I was shocked. Crazy. I was like, has he never heard this before? And that kind of like, it kind of validated my feelings of like, man, this song's so good. And there's so many people who may have never been exposed to this or heard it and how great it is. And everyone that hears it loves it. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like throughout the years, that song's had so many different lives too. And I feel like this will give it another life with a new Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I hope so. Cause I think a song that great deserves that, you know? For sure. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, I think those, you know, that, those are kind of the reasons I did it. Definitely. And then Five Leaf Clover coming out on St. Patrick's Day, which is obviously another like huge fan favorite. Talk about the story behind that song. Yeah, I was actually um, at home. It was during COVID when we still weren't even playing shows yet. And I have a I have a clover patch on this hill at, at my place and spent a lot of time just riding around and walking around, you know, for a year and a half, like trying to not go crazy, really. Yeah. And um you know, I was lucky to have a place to do that. You know, luck was lucky I wasn't in an apartment or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I would just, you know, me and my buddy were out just riding the Polaris, I think, around. And we stopped in this clover patch. And I don't know what we were doing, just talking, whatever, just BS and really just killing time. And in this clover patch and started looking for four-leaf clovers. And I found one after a few minutes. And then he found a five-leaf clover. So it is like there was actually a moment yeah. where there was a five. Leaf yeah, I have the picture of it on my phone actually. That's I have the picture because I took a picture of it because I'd never seen one before, or heard of one yeah. before. And I so I immediately wrote that I, in my phone. I just wrote five leaf clover in my phone. I thought it was super unique, and and then some writers came over a few weeks later, and we couldn't really figure out what to write that day. And I just thought it was this off. I thought it was really off the wall kind of idea at the time, and I was like. And I just kind of threw it out. And they were like, man, we love that. We wrote it in, I don't know, maybe an hour. Made it come together really quick. I mean, we sat there for three hours trying to figure out what to write. Yeah. And then, in a, you know, once we stumbled upon that thing, it, it really wrote itself. 
That's amazing. That's yeah. so cool. And then you, you don't cut a lot of songs that aren't yours. Like this is mm-hmm. really like the first album where there's multiple tracks on here. That aren't first yours. time I've ever done one. Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel that one of those is an Eric freaking church cut? It feels pretty great, you know, and, and I think the cool thing about these two is, you know, there's a writer on each song that is like part of kind of like my core writing group. Yeah. Anyway, so it's like you get to cut songs that, you know, your friends wrote that are really great. And um, obviously I'm a huge Eric fan as yeah. well. But And those guys, none of those guys sent me those songs. Really? Like it wasn't like Eric was like, hey, man, here's a song. You should do it. Or my buddy Jonathan wasn't like, hey, man, I wrote this song with Eric. Do it. It was like. I kind of got this like random email from like a publisher that I didn't really know. Not really sure how they got my email or anything. Yeah. And I think I was actually with Jonathan in the studio for one of the first, like it was the first time me and Jonathan and Chip were going in the studio. That's who produced growing up and and getting old with Mm me. And so it was our first time in there. And somehow, some way, that ended up in my inbox, like while we were in the studio. And I went and listened to it in the like in the little foyer room out mm-hmm. front. And I asked Jonathan about it. I was like, hey, what's this? I was like, did you write this? What's the deal with this song? And he was like, yeah, he's, I wrote it with Eric, and he never did anything with it. And, you know, and I was like, I was like, well, let's do it. You know, we were, we were really just testing out to see how we would all work together. Yeah. It wasn't even like we weren't even cutting stuff for this project. Mm-hmm. At all, and that's the version that we ended up using. For what did Church album. say when he found out that you were kind of? Did you text him? He was. I did. I did text him because I, I, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he he keeps his cards really close to his chest with yeah. his songs and and what he's doing and stuff. And you know, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, man, it's like, are you cool with me doing this? You know, someone sent this to me, and mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what your plans are with it, you know, and stuff." And he was like, "No, man, you should do it." You know, and I don't even think he's heard it. I don't think he's heard it yet. But you anything. got the blessing from the chief. And that's I did. All that I did. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make sure, you know, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to be respectful. No, you know? for sure. There's two other songs I wanted to ask you about, and they're not ones that I think will probably raise their hand to be a single, but they were the two that kind of like hit me in the chest. Mm-hmm. And the first one was Joe. Mm-hmm. Is Joe a person or was that more of an idea? Joe's not a particular person that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had a lot of folks in my family who have, you know, been through that kind of addiction cycle. I have some friends that, you know, choose to, you know, live a sober lifestyle or have dealt with those things and they're pretty prominently in their life. And actually, my, this, you know, shout out to my buddy Eric Dillon. He wrote this with a guy named James Slater and I got it again. I, I He sent it to me, I believe. Year, I mean, this would have been 2018 or 19, maybe. Wow. He sent it to me and... It was just a demo, like, work tape thing, and I really liked it, you know, and I was like, man, this is just really great. It was called The Bottle when mm. he sent it to me. I um, wondered if the name changed in there. I think yeah, it was, it, it was called The Bottle, and he sent it to me, and I really loved it, and I asked him to come over, and I was like, hey, man, I really love this. There's just structurally there's some things, I think, mm-hmm. that for me would be better because I, I think I want to do this, you know, and so sure. Eric came over, and we kind of we added a bridge and we changed the chorus and and yeah I, I mean I just think there's not a whole lot of songs that no. are about this in our genre at least you no know? for sure um, and it it hit me because my fiance is almost two years sober mm-hmm. and I feel like that song like I said it's probably not a single to the masses it's a song about a guy named Joe but if you sure. like you have people in right. your family who've gone through this like that. Yeah. Like, I just think that's going to be so special to a group of people. Yeah, and I think that was what it was. It's like, you know, I'd, you know I'd, I'd, I'd love to have a song that can really impact 
obviously you'd love to have a song that can impact everyone. You yeah. Know? But like sometimes that you can't have a song that impacts everyone, you know, that makes such a profound effect on a smaller group. Yeah. You know what I mean? So exactly. And I wanted to, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of fans of our genre that it maybe f- feel like they're not as heard or seen because our genre is really party, party, party loves to drink. And yeah. I mean, I hate, I mean, I love to drink. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I, get it's like, it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do. Yeah. And that's what a lot of our music's about. And I, I think that's why, but I think there's also probably a, a small for sure. subsect of people that used to do that a lot that don't anymore that mm-hmm. maybe feel like they would like to be spoken to a little bit. So. Yeah. And so I think that's so important. I'm glad that you put that on there. The other one that I really, really loved is the final track, which is the part, because mm-hmm. I feel like you have an amazing job that I know you love so much and are mm-hmm. so grateful for, but there are certainly some crappy parts to the job that you have. And, sure. You know, a lot of times people don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's like, it's not on there to, you know, look for, sympathy or it was more like a cathartic thing for me right and you know I think again you know a song really for you know any I mean every job has tough aspects you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and most jobs I would say have tougher aspects than my job you know I would I would say that's probably true Mm -hmm. and so I also think that there's nobody watching this that's going to ever feel bad for me for what I do and that's okay I wouldn't expect them to yeah and I I totally didn't see it as a call to like oh poor me like it just definitely is like you know I think we see so much every day and like everyone's highlight reel of their life sure and this is like a hey just so you know like we're all going through yeah and it's like when you get into this business like so I you know when I moved to Nashville I was 24 years old college dropout no no fail safe really other than this working out and it did it did work out and it's been amazing it's been everything you could have ever imagined and everything I would have ever imagined but there's like all of a sudden you are people start to look for you or look to you for answers right so like when the COVID thing happened we were one of the first people that went back on tour mm-hmm. and so I got people calling me that I look up to that are asking me Hey man, what what are you doing? And what yeah. you know, everybody, my team's like, hey man, we need to make a decision on X, y, this and Z, yeah. vaccine thing or this uh-huh. ticketing thing or what are we gonna do? And it's like, dude, I'm 30 years old. I don't know. And like, <laughs> like all of a sudden you're you know the CEO of this huge company, mm-hmm. and it's like, and so that can be a heavy weight sure. on 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 you. And again, not looking for any sympathy, but it's just like. I wish I would have had somebody to talk to about those things mm-hmm. when they were happening because there's not a lot of people who have been in this particular no. situation, right? So That's it's like I, I feel like it's really a song for other artists and young people who move to town and maybe, you know, I struggle with guilt a lot of like when I do feel like I'm having a bad day, mm-hmm. a lot of times I feel guilty about it. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I, sh- I mean, I have my dream job. I'm the guy and with I the five leaf clover. Why would right. I Right. And so there is feel? there is an interesting juxtaposition to, I think, For both sure. of those songs being on this album. Because mm-hmm. on most days, I do feel like a five leaf clover guy, but some mm-hmm. days I feel like, you know, how did I end up here, you know, yeah. while also to everyone else on top of the world, you know, mm-hmm. so to speak. And then. You have a bad day and you feel kind of guilty about it, you know. Yeah, you shouldn't. But uh, yeah, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. It's a really beautiful album, Luke. Well, thank I you. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank Appreciate you so much that. for the time today. Of course, of course. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.